It's time to step into the more that God has for you. This is Eunice Lai, and I would like to welcome you to today's episode of Beyond the Building with Laura Pereno and Debbie Kiever of the Beyond Women's Conference. Debbie, I am so excited to be here today uh, with our listeners as we dive into this uh, new episode series on relationships. And I think one of the really uh, amazing things about you and me is God has given us this long-standing relationship, this friendship that has gone through many, many seasons. And so how amazing is it, you know, that we are together here doing this, uh, having the opportunity, really the privilege to talk about relationships in this season that we're in. Well, you were 18, I was 19 when we (laughs) met. Yeah, now we're both in our 50s, so we've learned a few things about relationships. But as always, you know, we always go back to the Word of God. We're always still a work in progress. We're always learning. But for our listeners today, thanks for being with us. Um, We're excited to dive into this really uh, critical topic uh, for the next few weeks. We're going to talk about relationships, friendships, really, and how God has given us this gift of friends, uh, spiritual friendships, friendships with people we've known for a long time, new friendships. We just want to be people who have healthy friendships, healthy relationships. And so really so many of these topics that we're going to talk about in the next uh, few weeks can go across all different relationships. But today and and this week, we're really going to be looking at um, friendships. And I'm excited to start this journey. I think we're all going to be encouraged um, by what we find in the Word of God. Maybe you're listening to this and going, well, right now my friendships are kind of in a mess. Or perhaps it's a special friendship that is in rocky space right now. And that's actually what this episode on this podcast is about. Uh, What happens? How do I... Um, untangle a very tangled and complicated friendship. I mean, it's kind of a catchphrase right now, Laura, when you say, how's it going with so-and-so? And people look at you and kind of go, it's complicated. Oh, yes, I've heard right? it. That yes. can go, that can go <laughs> yes. a lot of directions. And, uh-huh. and so today it's a, about when relationships are complicated. You know, yep. that is that is a really good way to describe today. I mean, I think about when friendships begin, right? It's usually based on some common experiences. It's usually something goes very smoothly at the beginning of the friendship. I mean, let's just say how many Hallmark movies have, you know, begun a little rocky and then Mm. end up just amazing. And then there's always a little snow at the end. Everything is perfect. (laughs) But I think a lot of friendships start that way, you know, where there's just something fun. There's a lot of laughter, a lot of smooth sailing. I think everybody puts their best foot forward, but then life happens. And, and it can become trickier and messier. Maybe there's some drama. Maybe, maybe some of the real you starts coming out and mm. some words might be spoken or spoken incorrectly, or maybe they weren't spoken. Mm. And the relationship is, lo and behold, not perfect. Mm. And, and as time goes on, because you've got two imperfect people trying hard to be friends, there is a chance that as these miscommunications take place, it's not quite as fun. Mm. It's not as fulfilling. It's actually more frustrating than ever Mm-mm. than it was in the smooth sailing days of the beginning. Mm-mm. I love your um your analogy of a Hallmark movie. 
because when I think Hallmark movies, I think Christmas, and we're not that far right now from the Christmas season. And actually, when we're recording this, we're we're just in January, Deb, even though we're yeah. listening to this in February, and it's not been that long ago that um, we took down our Christmas lights. Now, I'm not somebody who, uh, for many years, has put up Christmas lights myself, and the past two years, I have done it here in Franklin. And it can be amazing, right? You buy these brand new lights, and when you take them out, I just remember I bought these lights to go all across my bush like one big sheet of lights out front and you take them out and it's just amazing they're organized so beautifully and you just put them on one side of the bushes and you just pull them across the bushes right and lights just appear and they're organized and they're neat and they're gorgeous and you really have to do very little but then I mean kind of like what you said life happens right Christmas is over and the lights go back in the box But we've all been there, and if we don't put those Christmas lights away carefully, we are going to find ourselves with a big pile of twisted, messed up Christmas lights that are all caught in each other, and um, we end up with this big frustrating ball of lights the next season that we just cannot make sense of. Laura, those lights could make a grown man cry. <laughs> they have. <laughs> I think they I think they have somewhere in my family. Yes. But it kind of leaves you with a couple options. You can either very painstakingly, very patiently work to unravel them. Just the thought of doing that makes mm. me start to have hives. Or you <laughs> or the better approach to the twisted bowl of lights is just to get angry and frustrated and start yeah. to be aggressive because everybody knows that if you pull hard, on tangled <laughs> lights it just makes them better that's right <laughs> or you give them to goodwill and say somebody else's problem yeah or, or you toss them you know it's yeah like, those are your options exactly but then deb you toss them right and then what happens next year you have to go out and you have to buy new ones because you are sure like this is never going to happen again you bought right. new lights right you're not going to end up in the same mess again and so It's just like relationships. I mean, we're talking about relationships this month and relationships take commitment. They take tending to and prioritizing. And as to our Christmas light analogy, they require us to do some untangling in specific parts of our relationships, especially in the areas of miscommunication. You know, the challenging scripture that goes along with this is Romans 12 16 and we are told to do everything we can to live in harmony with one another i I found i love to do word studies laura i know you do too Mm -hmm. and i started looking at this word harmony right there what was used in the greek and 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 then also just what webster's dictionary describes and let's let's throw some ideas out here about harmony and then how it interplays with relationships harmony is when you've got like multiple notes that are when they when they are played at the same time they make not just a sound, but a pleasing sound. Mm. Or maybe harmony could be of flavors, right? When you use them all at the same time, it creates a fabulous recipe, Mm. right? We Mm. love it. Well, in our relationships, each of us, each one of us is our own spice. You know, Mm. we are our own flavor, our own style, our personalities, and the goal in our relationships, all of them, all of them is to be able to mix well with other people and that when we enter a relationship the the flavor that we bring actually brings out the best flavor mm. in the other person that's the goal of yeah. friendships that's harmony but that's not always a piece of cake yeah wow i really love that analogy um 
you know, certain combinations of friends just seem to work well together. And and we are to live in harmony with all, everyone around us. That's what the Bible says. Uh, but when we have these friend groups that we find uh, formed in our lives, they tend to be based on uh, common interests or place you are in life or a place you live, whatever it might be. Um, we tend to have our close friends have some kind of um, commonality uh, to us. But even in these relationships where we might have a lot of common things, a lot of things in common, uh, the closest of friends groups or the closest families, uh, even in the closest groups and our closest group of friends, we still are prone to having relationships that can have confusion or frustration. Uh, no relationship is really um, too close that the enemy doesn't want to come in, right? And and uh, yeah. have a foothold in order to break it up. And so these things happen in our relationships. And if we ignore the issues that happen, we end up tangling all the Christmas lights in our relationships again. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's the goal. Satan is always trying to yep. disassemble the body of Christ. And, yep. and if the opposition on the outside towards a believer is actually strengthening the tightness, you know, of believers together, then he, what he'll do is he'll try to go from within and pull it apart mm -hmm. from within. You think of how many um, relationships within a church group have had uh, factions over the years and, and you just switch churches, right? You just mm -hmm. move on someplace else rather than mm -hmm. learning how to address the things that get so complicated. The longer we wait mm -hmm. to address these issues, the more tangled it becomes. I mean, it's kind of like it's, it's tangled. Are you going to deal with it now or just wait for it to be a bigger problem later? And these are issues we got to look at, you know, things that have been hurtful that have been said, maybe priorities have been out of, out of line or what you think you said, they heard something different. I mean, it just does not go away on its own and it can become so overwhelming to you individually that you, because you, it's not that you don't want to be friends with that person or you don't want peace in the relationship, but honestly, you don't even know where to start. So sometimes people say it's just easier to pull away, like to stop mm -hmm. answering the phone, stop answering the emails, ignoring the person, you know, hide, running to the bathroom when you see them coming near you. Yep, um, yep. It's just, you know, the old ploys that you do just to try to ignore something or you're frustrated and it just becomes an open door to try to talk badly about them to somebody else mm. or, you know, these kind of friendships, th these kind of friendships can end. A marriage can end. A family can be divided. A church can be divided all because we are ignoring addressing these issues. Yeah. So all of this uh, confusion and, and complication and things can be divided. It's kind of like you look at these relationships and sometimes you just, you, and we started this out, how are you doing? Well, that relationship is complicated. Sometimes relationships get to that place where you think, oh my goodness, it's just too complicated. Like, what are we going to do about this relationship? Where do we start? How do we start to unravel the lights right. that have become so twisted and so confused? And I think um, the place that we have to start is having a belief system based on the word of God, right? We have to make a choice that we will believe that the mess of the relationship that we are living in is not overwhelming to God. We may look at the relationship that we're in and say, it's just overwhelming. I just want to get out or it's just too big. 
but it's never too big for God. It's not overwhelming to God. And Matthew 19, 26 is really the second place we can look here. The Bible says, God says about himself that what seems impossible to us is never impossible to him. And so if we can look at our relationships and say, oh my goodness, they're just too complicated. If we can turn that around and say, it's not too complicated for God. And that whatever seems impossible to me is not impossible to God, right? Those are two places to look at our relationships and say, this is where we start. This is how we start to see things unravel. Because the belief system that we have, what we believe about the word of God, what we believe about God, it's going to determine the direction that we take in our relationship. And another thing we can go back to the word, right? Relationships require commitment. God is a God of relationship with us. He is committed to us. He sticks with us, right? Mm -hmm. And if we can have that belief system that we are going to be committed in our relationships, that God is committed to healing broken relationships, then that's the direction the Lord would have us to go. Believing that it's not overwhelming to him, believing that it's not impossible to him and believing or being committed to reconciliation. Like those are the three places that we have to start when we find ourselves holding a relationship that looks like a badly twisted ball of Christmas lights. If we look at, at his word that says that nothing's impossible for him, it adds courage to us. Yeah. You know, it doesn't fix the problem overnight, but there's something in you that grounds you then and goes, okay, let's roll up our sleeves and let's do things his way. Yep. And I'm going to listen to him because he's the one that's confident. I'm not confident. He's yep. confident that he's got this, but I yep. need to cooperate with him. And it's not going to happen overnight. Like that ball of Christmas lights did not just wake up that's one right. day <laughs> in, a, in a mess. It took some time and it was probably subtle, right? In the, mm. in the way we pack things, it's not going to, your, your relationship's not going to like instantly spring into a fully healed place. Mm. I mean, there's trust that has to be regained and you know, there's a lot of spoken words that need some, some negative words mm. that need a whole lot of positive words to start to bring healing. But we'd like to, we'd like to really just focus on how the other person needs to change. That's usually where mm. that's the hold up sometimes. Well, I'll change when they change, right? Yep. And they're saying the same thing about us. Yeah. How did it get twisted in the relationship? It's two parts. There's always two sides of the story. And we spend, we dig our heels in waiting for the other person to change. And really the Holy Spirit saying the only one that can change in this scenario is you. Yeah. And we have to say, okay, I need to take my hands off trying to change them. And I'm going to surrender to his, his watchful eye. And I'm going to do this his way. He's confident that we can unravel this. I need to submit to him. Yeah, absolutely. I'm thinking about the the ball of Christmas lights, Debbie, and I'm thinking about the next season when you open up the box and you pull out this tangled mess of Christmas lights and you're like, who did this? Yeah. How did this happen? Right. And, and you know, you are, I am the one who takes the lights off. Right. But <laughs> who did this? Like we yeah. never, it's really not natural. It's not our flesh to accept responsibility for these messes right. sometimes that we find ourselves in in relationships. We always want to go to the other person's fault. And yet, just like you just said, we have to take care of ourselves. We're accountable to God for our thoughts and our our words and our behavior. And so really, when we find ourselves in a messy relationship, it's, it's like, God, I am accountable for my actions before you. And so I'm inviting the Holy Spirit, just like David did in the Psalms, right, to search my heart and see if there is any offensive way in me. And the good thing we 
have in our God, right? One of the good things, the amazing thing is the fact that when we ask him to do this, he is going to do it. He will mm-hmm. reveal things to our hearts, things that we knew were there, but we're kind of covering over or things that we mm-hmm. th- didn't even know were there. Mm-hmm. And he'll reveal to us the things that we need to take care of. And then he will gently and lovingly and kindly deal with it with us, right? Like a good, good father deals with his kids to get us back on the right path. And so then we get that gift of confession and and forgiveness if we need to for our part in the story. And and we just do it. Like you just said, we roll up our sleeves on this too, and we just do it. We get into the the work of of just confessing our sins before the Lord and and getting our hearts right. and then after the Holy Spirit reveals it and we've dealt with it with God, of course, we have to ask the Lord, like, is there something that my hurtful choice or my sinful choice or my words to another person, you know, does something need to be made right on the other end, right? And then with humility, we go before our friend, we share what's on our heart, we tell, you know, we. Sh- how amazing is it? I mean, I know you've been there too. We've been on both sides of this, right? We've had, we've been the ones who have had to go and and make and do the hard thing right confess to god confess to other people and then we've probably been the ones who others have come to us too but in that moment that is such a beautiful moment when somebody does that uh with you and really we we're just responsible for making sure that things are right on our end and then that we get to go and give that gift to somebody else you know you made a comment that that i think really is profound sometimes you don't realize that you've done something, Mm -hmm. you know, that has really impacted somebody else in a negative way. And I think our family upbringing has a lot to do with that. Mm. Uh, I think there are some families, Laura, where maybe the words, the stingers, you know, the sarcasm and the, uh, just the way of communicating, maybe your family was more of a yelling family, or you were a family that knew how to be frozen, right? I'm not going to talk to you for weeks. Um, and that's what you grew up with. That what was 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 modeled for you, and so you are used to that. And if you haven't experienced, you know, communication that's healthy, it's hard to suddenly learn that. Mm-hmm. And so when somebody comes and tells you, "Hey, this really offended me," you're still sitting there going, "I really don't know what I was supposed yeah, to do." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you don't know, and that's where we wanted to, uh, that you said with humility, uh, it's possible that um, there's other ways of communicating and I've just never, um, I just didn't know about them. Yeah. You know, so it's a learning curve about how to assimilate your communication styles. That certainly happens when you marry somebody, you marry the family Yes, and you will marry that communication style. And so you're going to have to learn how to uh, not necessarily go along with what they did because it may not be healthy, but you're going to have to be a little bit more compassionate and and give them a lot more grace um, because Mm -hmm. that's all they've ever, that's all they've Mm -hmm. ever known. Mm-hmm. So it's the same thing in your friendships. Uh, here's the crazy thing, though. If we're willing to do what you said, allow the Holy Spirit to reveal our part, any sinful part on our side, and then we admit it, we own up to it, we ask forgiveness from God as well as from the other person. Isn't it interesting how just that one step often unlocks something for the other person mm-hmm. to be able to soften Mm-hmm. And, and, and be able to, not that everything is peachy keen right away, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. something lifts off the other person. It's like when you're unraveling the, the uh, strand and you get about a foot long loose and you feel like, oh, wow, that just suddenly, yes, that yes. was the linchpin, you know, yes, that opened up yes. a bit. I really think that when we take this obedient step to the father, 
in in owning our part there's something that lifts off other people and now they are maybe not as defensive or as aggressive and they're more open to being able to walk walk through this that doesn't always happen that's not a guarantee that that's going to happen because we all know that we've met people that just dig their heels in and that's why the bible says you know make every effort there's another translation that says um if at all possible yeah Yep. Live at peace with all men. You may do all the part that you're responsible for. And that other person, they may still dig their heels in. And and at that point, that relationship's not going to be the one you're sending a Christmas card to, you know, but at least you, you are more free on yes. the inside and, got, and yes. you're accountable for your part, yes. not theirs. And so you can stand free before the Lord on that one. Absolutely. You know, the key, Deb, is uh, believing what God says, right? That Mm -hmm. even the messiest, most confusing, frustrating relationship is not overwhelming to the father. Yep. And then surrendering to his instruction um, as to how to begin to heal in that hurtful relationship, uh, how to undo the wrongful words and the messed up priorities, and then to really receive and walk in his grace that he's promised to help. He has promised help for us and he's there to walk us through um, these challenging relationships when Uh we surrender to Uh him. Yeah. So Laura, this whole month, um, we're talking, the emphasis is on the different relationships in our lives. So we did go there, we went there with the first one, you know, about the sticky relationships and, and really breathing hope that even in the stickiest relationships that we want to give up on, he tells us not to, he's bigger. He will help us take those steps to walk towards healthier relationships. But that being said, the next couple of weeks are really focusing on what what builds those healthy relationships with other people. So it's not going to be as um, complicated (laughs) as we we go ahead and share next week on the next podcast. Everybody, we're going to come back and focus on how specifically can you encourage your friends in the call on their life? A lot of times there's a lot of emphasis on what's my call, right? What, what can mm. you do to help my call? A real true friend has an, an other people focus where, what can I do to encourage you Amen. in your call on your life? So I'm pretty excited Amen. about that. Um, but so thanks for joining us, everybody. As, as always, every month, we're so appreciative to our listeners and how you give us feedback and share. And it's just been fun. Mm-hmm. But we just want to thank you for joining us for this episode of Beyond the Building. And from Laura Perino and Debbie Kiever, we just want to say we love you. God bless you. And we will see you in a week. See you guys. Thanks. We believe that God will use what was shared to encourage you as you step into the more that he has prepared for you today. Thank you for joining us. Until next time, remember, you were created for more.